episode six. Checking in <laughs> with the Josh Bridges podcast. Um, something was just jumping on the screen here. I don't know why. That's weird. Uh, anyways, so anyways, we're back. Episode six. Got my man, Nick Norris, back for another episode. Josh just couldn't find anybody else to get I, on the podcast. I don't so. have any other. <laughs> I don't have any other friends, and so I called Nick. Nick, call me up. I actually had other shit going on, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, all right, I feel kind of bad for him, so I'm gonna, I'll drive over to his house." I said, "I said, hey, Nick, I'll buy you a burger if you come <laughs> over and talk to me for an hour." And I was kind of hungry. I've been intermittent fasting lately, so I was a little hungry, and I, I intermittent said, yeah. fasting right into it. <laughs> topic of the day recovery intermittent fasting we didn't talk about this at all last time i don't we? think we did now we talked about a lot of other stuff um but yeah intermittent fasting so what me and nick were just chatting about was we'll we'll, we'll go over some a lot of we're both highly i would say active in some kind of athletic thing what we are is we're getting old and <laughs> I actually have to think about what I do on a consistent basis every day. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, <laughs> I am really dialed into recovery and recovery hacks because my old body doesn't perform the way that it used to. That's, that's father time catching up to everyone as, as always recovery has actually been something that I've always had a huge, uh, interest in you know like anyway you know when you're dealing with elite athletes um i'm not saying i'm elite at all uh i you know i wouldn't say you're elite. <laughs> yeah. only when i smell my hands is elite. <laughs> mm, that's elite no but um you know and crossfit i guess i was in the uh you know an elite in an elite status i guess in crossfit and for me when you're i feel like when you're dealing with that type of athlete you're only looking for like those one and two percent right mm -hmm. how can i be one or two percent better than everyone else right um, and for me, I always took recovery very seriously. And so I searched, did my research, uh, tried and tested everything that I could, anything I, you know, that was legal, I would do. And so, um, yeah, I, I've tried a lot of things for recovery and I've definitely done stuff that I have no idea if it did anything for me any good at all. Um, and then I have things I know that help. And then I have things that are still up in the air. Like, I'm not really sure. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and, and I'm still testing and trying new stuff. And so, yeah, recovery is the topic of the day. I get asked that question all the time. Like, yeah. what are your methods of recovery? What do you do? And I would jump on. And I think that the biggest thing that, the, that most people neglect, whether it's due to circumstantial or if it's due to, um, just not really understanding how bad it, how, how good it is for you is sleep. Mm -hmm. Sleep is, I think we talked, I think we might've we, touched. We, we probably touched on I think sleep touched, a little bit. Yeah, it's, I think we, it's definitely high on my list of priorities, yeah. but you're, you're totally on point. Yeah. Sleep is like the best thing you can do for yourself and probably the most powerful performance enhancing drug that you can find in the market. Yes. And I, it's, and it's legal. <laughs> Right, it's absolutely one hundred percent legal. It'll it'll increase like, your yeah. production of natural uh, growth hormone. Yeah, it improves like your other hormones in your body. Testosterone count. Right. Yep. Aids recovery. Brain function. Brain function. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's it's your mood, your attitude, everything. Yeah. I mean, the the way we can the way that you can, you know, look at it on the opposite side is like how does the military induce stress in a training scenario? Oh, that's right. They remove sleep. Yeah, sleep deprivation. <laughs> yeah, sleep deprivation, right? <laughs> We're going to not let you sleep so we can induce stress to see how you handle it. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what the military does. It's what probably a, a lot of uh, training scenarios do, right? It, you know, it's it's an easy way to induce stress in the body. Yep. And so um, how do you remove stress? Sleep, you know? Like, I mean, gosh, I know that there's uh, there's some people out there, not naming any names, <coughs> Jocko. You know, he talks about who doesn't, you know, but that's him. And that's how, that's how he's always rolled and gets up at four 30 and does his thing, but he probably goes to bed pretty early. I don't know what time he goes to bed. I don't, you know, I don't know his schedule. Yeah. I'm sure but, he's but still regimented, right? He has right. a, he has a routine that works for him and yeah. he can get the adequate amount that he needs for himself, but every single person's different. Yeah. Um, but I, so I had a couple guys that I got coaching remote coaching from, uh, in England mm-hmm. and, and they, would always come out and say uh, the number one thing that boosted performance in their athletes, and they had you know thousands of climbers that they worked with, right. was adding additional sleep yeah. to the person's schedule, and yep. it and it immediately would uh, would accelerate performance oh, in the I training know. regimens they were uh, prescribing. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Like there's there's a doctor out there. His name's Doctor Matthew Walker. And he's been on Joe Rogan's podcast. He's been on Peter Atia's podcast. He's been uh, on Dr. Rhonda Patrick's podcast. Mm-hmm. Too. And those are, those are three podcasts I really enjoy listening to. Um, obviously, Joe Rog- Rogan, everyone knows who he is. Peter Atia is a longevity doctor. Uh, and Dr. Rhonda Patrick is the same. Like They're both doctors who study basically how we can keep our bodies healthier longer. You yep. know? And so... Um, and Dr. Matthew Walker has been on there and he has a, a really good book uh, that I read. I've just, I've always been a terrible, I, since, since my first deployment and I have like, this has nothing to do with, you know, like seeing combat or action like that. I just, for some reason, that's when I remembered it starting, but I do, you know, that is also when I have my first child. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> so there could be a, you know, correlation there as well. It's not like, I don't think it's because of that, that, but I've not been a good sleeper since then. And so that is one thing that I've really, really, really tried to enhance and study and figure out why I wasn't a good sleeper and, and how to make it better. So. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you, you pile more stress onto your plate. Uh, so that's definitely, I mean, we've, we've spoken at length about that, but you know, stress plays a, a large role in, in kind of sleep dysfunction. Yeah. Um, but then we just, you know, I think a lot of people just blow it off, you know, as we get busier, you know, we, we, we want to, you know, hang out at night and watch TV or watch movies or get on our phone and get distracted for hours. Uh, and, and that's a whole other topic, you know, <laughs> and, and, and the, the fact that you're looking at a, a bright screen right. where our body, uh, naturally does not want to see bright light and then go right into a, uh, I guess a, you know, a, a situation where it's ready to go to sleep. Right. So there's all kinds of things that kind of change as we become busy and more successful. And, you know, sleep is typically the first thing that starts to atrophy and go away. Yeah. But to your point, it is at the top of my list as well. It's definitely uh, one of the, the best things that I've done for myself 
you know, is was trying to figure out ways to improve my, my sleep, yeah. get more sleep and make sure that the sleep I was getting was actually uh, productive and restful sleep. Right. Cause you can lay in bed for 12 hours and <laughs> be getting up every couple hours and not really getting uh, restful sleep or, you know, relying on, uh, you know, different sleep aids, whether they be prescription or non-prescription, uh, that, that might not necessarily get you into, you know, the type of restful sleep that you need for, for true recovery. Right. So, yeah, you definitely, you want to get the, you know, everything that I've read is about the REM and the deep sleep, right? And to get into those, right. You can't be like alcohol is a huge, you know, like, yes, you will, you will fall asleep. Um, but how that Dr. Matthew Walker equates it is it's like getting hit with a baseball bat. I'm going to knock you out, but you're not sleeping. Right. You know, so you're unconscious, but you're not actually sleeping. So alcohol is a huge thing. And that's something that's I've removed from my uh, diet for the most part. I, you know, I'll have a beer once, one every one to two weeks, you know, like one a week, mm-hmm. I would say, and then maybe two, but never more than two. Um, and if I do, I, and, and even when I do have those one or two beers, I feel it, feel it in my sleep. Yeah. And it's like, I'm like, it's not worth it. I feel the same way, man, because like I, I had always rationalized, like, I don't drink that much. It doesn't yeah. really impact my sleep. Right. And like, it's not like I was drinking like a six pack every night or a 12 pack or like two bottles of wine. Uh, you know, I maybe open up a bottle of wine, if I have dinner, have a beer or something like that. And I get a couple of drinks in me and you know, I didn't know what I didn't know because I never was not having a drink and you know, before I went to bed. And I think in the last, probably in the last six months for me, I mean, I, I could probably count the number of drinks I've had on like one hand, yeah. you know, and typically it's just like a toast, you know, right. like special occasion, you know, we're paying, uh, you know, tribute to somebody that passed away or something like that. You know, I'll pour, uh, pour a shot of whiskey or something like that. But it, uh, you know, in excess, uh, or consistent consumption of alcohol has a profound negative impact on sleep. And I, you know, I, I like getting restful sleep. <laughs> I, I actually like dreaming now. I, I, I didn't dream for such a long time. You know, I remember having like lucid dreams when I was like a kid and even in high school. And then for some reason, probably because I got stressed out and busy <laughs> and like totally like put sleep on the back burner, but, uh, I stopped dreaming and, uh, it's actually kind of cool now, like being able to dream. That's a good indication that I think you're like actually getting some like some deep sleep. Exactly. Like that, you're yeah, that's you're hitting the nail on the head. I stopped dreaming as well for years. I was like, I never had dreams, never. And exactly, I wasn't getting the right kind of sleep. I wasn't getting into that deep sleep and then hitting into the get into your REM sleep. And so I, I found the same thing. I finally started, like, I once I, like, you know, I started doing blackout shades. I started wearing mm-hmm. ear, earbud, earplugs at night. Um, I have a chili pad in my bed, which is literally a small, thin layer machine. I'm not, I'm not, <clears throat> I, I bought this. I did not, like, affiliated with it at yeah. all. Um, but it keeps your, your, because uh, your, you know, your body absorbs your body heat. And so it kind of heats up and it kind of traps yeah, your into your mattress, right? Yep. It heats that, heats up and gets hot. And so the chili pad keeps you cool. It, it, it runs this water through this little thin pad that you put underneath your sheets and you put it at a certain temperature. And so I keep it at like 65 degrees. And, it, you know, I've noticed that as well. That's another thing that's kind of, it's kept me sleeping a little bit deeper, a little bit longer. And so, but again, yeah, the same thing. I, I started having dreams again. And I'm like, yeah. and I, I love it. When I wake up and I can actually remember my dreams, I'm like, 
I got a good night of sleep. Yeah, last yeah. Night. Like, yeah. It's so nice. Like I ask my kids now, I'm like, well, what did you dream about last night? And they'll actually tell me about the stuff they dream about. And I'm like, yeah, I had dreams too. I can like, <laughs> I can talk to you about my dreams. <laughs> my older son is a terrible sleeper and I'm, and I know how young he is. I like, I know how it's affecting him. Right. And I wanted to get better sleep. And I'm like trying to work with him in the yeah. same way and trying to figure it out. And like, you know, giving him a little bit more magnesium in his diet to, to help with that, you know, like he doesn't have the best diet, right? He's a 10 year old kid. He doesn't want yeah. to eat like this perfect diet. He doesn't want to eat healthy. And I know I'm trying to be Mr. Dad, like, oh, you're going to eat, you know, greens <laughs> and, you know, you're going to eat this perfect, but it's, it's so hard, you know, we end up getting pizza or burgers and yeah, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's always been kind of a rough sleeper ever since he was born, but, um, trying to help him as well, you know, cause I know that at 10, right. He's growing and his body's like getting all these hormones and, I don't want him to miss out because he's not getting into that deep sleep. Yeah. But man, yeah. Like, but well, going back, like, you know, what we're talking about is like, it's such a huge thing. Well, so for you, man, like sleep is so important to both of us. You know, you said, you know, body temperature is important. No, like reducing alcohol consumption. And I, and I agree on the chili pad. I've heard Peter Atia talking about it extensively. Yeah. You brought it up so many times. And I think I probably heard it a dozen other times from random sources yeah. and I still don't have one and I need to get one because I sleep <laughs> so warm. Uh, like my wife doesn't even let me sleep in the same bed as her because I like sweat, <laughs> I like sweat through the sheets and stuff. So I am yeah. definitely a candidate for that. So beyond those two, uh, what else has been impactful for improving your sleep? Um, that's a good question. I'm trying to think. I've done so many different things, right? Like obviously, like we talked about, no phone. Yeah. You know, the blue light, right? The blue light on your phone, your screens, that is actually telling your body, right? Hey, it's changing your circadian rhythm. It's telling you, mm -hmm. hey, it's time to wake up, Yeah, right? Like blue light, that's like, that's your body's natural, you know, hey, it's time to wake up. Um, I've, ki I've killed that. I've, I actually put like the, somebody showed me how to put the dimmer, right? Like, so at a certain time, my phone, my screen goes darker, Yeah, um, which is such an easy thing to do super easy but has massive impact because when i see my screen go dark a it's it's a great uh tool right like right. It, it's lowering making the screen less bright yeah. so in the event that i am looking at my screen and it's too late and i shouldn't be looking at it at least it's not going to have as big of an impact on me but i guess the bigger impact is that it actually is a, serves as a reminder like i see my screen go from bright to dark and i'm like oh it's it's time to start settling down. Right. It's almost like that little, it gives me that mental cue that I need to start thinking about kind of chilling out, not uh, letting my mind race, kind of about all the things that I've been up to that day. Uh, maybe thinking about, you know, going in, maybe taking a shower, getting ready to go to bed, you know, settling down. So um, I agree yeah. with that. I've tried the meditation. You know, we talked about a lot I was of gonna, I, I was gonna I, check in. I knew, I knew you were gonna check in on it, so I'm gonna bring it up, right? <laughs> I, I have done an okay job. If I was grading myself, I'd give myself a C minus. Good. But it, obviously not an A or a B because I'm not worthy of that. At least you're holding yourself personally accountable. I, I am definitely holding myself accountable. <laughs> I got like three or four days in a row and then I had like- Yeah, little, you messaged me. I know. I, <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> I had to let you know. Listen, this isn't going to win. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had a good little run. I had like three or four days. I, I, I got a little lazy and I just kind of let things, let my busy day take over and not setting that time apart for myself. Uh, so the meditation, but I, I, I have gotten in a couple times here and there, you know, but it's, it's getting easier to do it, right? Yeah. I don't have that anxiety where I'm like, oh man, 
I do not want to go not think for 20 minutes. When are, when are you uh, meditating uh, and, and what app are you using? I'm using, um, what is the app called? That It was one of the ones that you, I'm going to put that Waking my, Up? No. Uh, what is it? It's right here. Insight Timer. Insight Timer. It's a good yeah, one. It's a good one. And I'm doing the guided meditations. Yep. And I think it's good that, you know, I just pick one and I, I kind of typically go to like the time frame I want to do at that point. And yep. The longest I've done is 20. Which is a lot. Which is, for me, it's huge. Yeah. And it, and exa- I'm just, I'm really trying to not struggle when I start to think, right? Like yeah. not let myself like start talk negatively to myself and be like, listen, it's okay. You're going to think. It's yeah. 20 minutes, yeah, 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 yeah. right? Yeah. And when the guided when the guided meditation when the person starts talking about something and something reminds me of something i'm just like hey it's okay you you're gonna have thoughts well that's part of it is just you, right. you if you start to gain the perspective that you're recognizing those thoughts the yeah. patterns that are coming up yeah recognizing them and then letting them go i mean that's that is like actually the practice right you're not like eliminating all thought i mean we're we're human beings and especially having just started meditating. I mean, you and I both like, there's no way like I, <laughs> my mind's racing all the time and my meditation's actually been pretty terrible recently. Yeah. Like I think it, either it's, well, I'll segue into something, another kind of recovery slash performance enhancing practice. Like yeah. I started, uh, intermittent fasting again, right. uh, just, it just because I, uh, and, and I don't want to get off topic, but I started running, uh, got a bout of tendonitis in my left knee yep. and then had to slow down and stop running. Mm-hmm. And it also impacted my climbing. So I basically couldn't do two major activities that like I wanted to do. So I'm like, I'm going to start to get fat. Like I'm going to start <laughs> gaining weight and I don't want to get heavy right now because I'm going into the fall and I want to perform climbing. Just wear black. It's slimming. Yeah. I want to, I just say wear black clothing. It, it makes me look better. But Josh, I know deep down inside that I'd be heavy and I didn't want to be that person. So I, uh, uh, so I started intermittent fasting, but what I noticed was, uh, it started impacting my sleep. Oh. So like I, you know, I was, I was, uh, basically cutting off, I, I either stopping, uh, my food consumption at like 4 p.m., 4 to 8, depending on, on how long I wanted to go the next day without food. So trying to do a full 16 hours mm. uh, fasted before I eat my food. And, uh, so you, you, know, an, you were doing an 8-16 8-16 intermittent fast. Okay, And great. Uh, I was hungry at night. And then I just noticed that I, my sleep was super disrupted uh, last week after starting that intermittent fast. And then it threw my meditation off. So, I mean, it's then points back to, you Snowballing. know, yeah, sleep, Snowballing, sleep ruined man. me. I think I should probably just go back to like eating whenever I need to eat and then, uh, sleeping better and performing better. So I, I, I we can talk about intermittent fasting. I, I did intermittent fasting for about a year <clears throat> and I saw some great results in certain ways. And then exactly. I saw some things that it really challenged me mentally because it would stress me out because all I would think about in those eight hours was how am I going to get all of the food that I need to eat <laughs> in these eight hours? Yeah. I'm not even hungry, but yeah. I'm like, I need to eat now. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really hungry, obviously, at the moment of like one. I was I was doing 816 as well, right? So eight hours, if you don't know what intermittent fasting is, right? It's basically where you're you're only allowing um, yourself to eat a cer- during a certain time of the day. And Eight hours, like an eight to sixteen, is a typical intermittent fasting uh, time frame, and so um, yeah, I did the same thing. I would I would do the eight sixteen, and I would I would eat from uh, 
was it one to nine? Is that eight hours? Yeah, I think that's eight hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eat from one to nine and then not eat the rest of the time of the day. And the same thing, my sleep got really bad yeah. if I didn't get the calories in that I needed to get in. Right. Which, which when I was training, when I was, I was still training CrossFit, or I st- not that I'm not anymore, um, but I was still like had a higher volume, yep. right? And so I was having to eat a lot of calories and man, <clears throat> I was stressing out about it. Like I would stress. Yeah. Like I was like, and then my kids' sports, you know, were kind of like in that time frame as well. And right. so I was like, well, I got my, my kids' baseball from four to seven o'clock. That's three hours <laughs> where I'm like, right. how am I going to eat during that right, time, right? right? So I'm like bringing little snacks to the, yeah. to the field and stuff and- <laughs> that was tough and so you definitely get neurotic right yeah like i'm noticing it right this week like i broke my fast i'm like ate right away but then i was immediately thinking like i need to keep eating yeah i'm gonna eat i'm gonna eat more because i don't want to get hungry again and i want to get good sleep yeah so it's tough but uh it really is uh i you know what i noticed so i did a long stint of intermittent fasting Mm -hmm. and i stopped you know for one reason or another i i just kind of got off the the intermittent intermittent fasting schedule but when i was doing it um for climbing specifically i liked being fasted before i train uh for some reason i, I just felt like i performed better lighter um it, whether that's mental or an actual um you know physical like positive physical result of the fast uh i i definitely felt like i was performing better i felt lighter um i felt more clear-minded Yep. So I think for like inflammation and all that, I think it's good, you know, especially for, for anybody that has dealt with concussive injury yeah. in their life. You know, I'm always <clears throat> trying to figure out ways to kind of mitigate, you know, inflammation in my brain, you know, improve cognitive function and intermittent fasting helped in that regard. So, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, if I get out of this time, I'll do it for a period of time, you know, hopefully to kind of get me through this period where I'm trying to get my knee recovered yeah. and, and get back into kind of a normal routine. Um, but, you know, I think like anything else, it's probably good to cycle on and off it, you know? Yeah, I agree with that completely, right? Like, I, I think, that, and I also think it depends on who you are as a person, right? For sure. If you're, if you're a super competitive athlete in their 20s, mm-hmm. I don't think you need to intermittent fast. I really don't. I don't think I would do, I, if I could, if I was going to go back into my 20s and in my, you know, athletic career, I don't think I would start intermittent fasting to get the benefits that you get out of it. I'm not sure it would do anything other than cause me stress, right? Yeah. Well, maybe, I don't know. It's, it's tough to say because you're don't, you don't have as many stressors, right? You didn't have kids. I didn't have kids and stuff like that. And so maybe I would, maybe it would be easier, yeah. but I don't know. Um, but maybe some of the benefits that you're trying to get from that intermittent fast, you already are accruing those benefits naturally. You know, right, you true. have, you have more, you have more testosterone, right? You have more growth hormone. You have all these things. Yeah. Uh, your recovery is just so much better when you're younger <clears throat> That you don't necessarily need it. The one thing I did see was my testosterone levels like went up. Yeah. Um, I, it's not that I test my testosterone levels very often, but I was getting some blood work in 17 and 18. I was getting some blood work done just to, because I was having some issues with recovery and it was the fact that I was training and not eating enough and drinking uh, a little more caffeine than I probably should have. Yep. And I wasn't sleeping well. Um, and I was eating a lot of dairy and uh, gluten and so when that time when I was getting my blood tested, you know, they tested, she tested my testosterone and it was like, every time I'd ever had it done, it was always like in like 400 range, which is mm-hmm. pretty, which is low. Yeah. Actually. Uh, yeah. Low. Cause you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're like mid to late thirties. Yeah. Right I'm now. 37 years old. So yeah. this was when I was early thirties. Yeah. Um, yeah. Super low. And, and then I actually, I think I had it also done in 2012. 
uh, and it was the same way. It was like in the 400s. That was when I was in the military and I injured my knee. I had a blood test. And I, I don't know if some of that equated to because I had the knee surgery early on. But the crazy thing was, so when did I do the intermittent fasting? I think it was last year. Um, and I had knee surgery and elbow surgery. And I think I got the blood work done about seven months post knee surgery. Mm -hmm. and I, but I'd been doing intermittent fasting at this point for about 10 or 11 months. And I did it all through my surgery or uh, recovery from the surgery. And my testosterone levels came back at like 700, 770. Yeah, that's So it was like huge. <laughs> and that was literally the only thing that I had changed was intermittent fasting. So you, did you, you didn't cut out gluten or dairy or I know that, that So I did, but that was two years prior. Okay. So that was not the same year. Um, but yeah, but I did, but I did cut out gluten. I cut out dairy, a lot of dairy. I, I still eat some gluten. I still eat some, I like, I'm not a lunatic when it comes to eating at yeah, all. Yeah. Like, you I, and I, you I have talked about yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very much a person that's, you know, everything in moderation is fine. I, yep. I don't really do dairy anymore. I'll have a milkshake here and there. I'm not a big ice cream guy anyways. Yep. Um, but I'm the same way. My, my kids, <clears throat> like, so my wife and my kids, my wife claims she's uh, lactose intolerant. <laughs> she's probably like yelling right now like, <laughs> as she listens to this. Yeah. I am lactose intolerant. Regardless, she doesn't drink a lot of dairy. Therefore, my kids don't drink a lot of dairy and then I don't have access to it. So I pretty much have cut it out. And I, I've, I've used like whatever, like flax milk and uh, I don't know. Flax none milk, of, none of milk. those do uh, all like, I've done that. Almond milk, I've done coke because I yeah. love milk. Yeah. Whole milk. Yep. In like 15 and 16, I was putting down like a gallon of milk every two days. <laughs> like every two to three days. Like going through a lot of milk in the house. I thought you were going to say in one city. No. <laughs> yeah, I could have. But uh, yeah, so I. So you I, didn't you didn't cut. I mean, that stuff was all cut out of your diet. That had been cut out for a couple of years at that point. Yeah. From the intermittent. Fa uh, so I really I really attribute the testosterone levels going up because of the intermittent fasting. Yeah. And I was the same way. I did my first workout fasted and I didn't ever, I never felt sluggish. I never yeah, right. felt tired. I never felt like I ran out of energy because of, I hadn't had anything to eat yet. Yeah. So even when I'm not fasting, uh, I will typically do like a little micro fast before I go and train. Yeah. Uh, and, and I definitely feel better in those times where like, you know, maybe, yeah, I come home after working and I, you know, I'm just like starving. So I just eat something. And then I go to work out and like, I definitely feel sluggish, yeah. like oh, performance yeah. suffers right. uh, when I, when I actually, when I break, you know, and, there, <laughs> yeah. and there's probably a fine balance right here yeah. where like, you want to make sure you have enough calories in your body uh, to perform. But, um, you know, if you're not in like kind of that intermittent fasting protocol, yeah. but uh, yeah, I agree, man. I, I mean, I think I did see performance with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I think the best thing for everyone to do too is to try these things on themselves. Yeah. Right. For intermittent fasting, you got it takes about two weeks to really. I feel like get past that hump where you're like, not, you don't struggle with. I didn't feel like I started. I felt the first two weeks were a little tough, mm -hmm. right, to get to that one p.m. without eating. Yeah. Where I was at about 11, 10, 10 30, 11, <laughs> I was like, I want to eat some food right you now. You should be asleep by then, Josh. Uh, at a.m. I'm talking about the morning. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, the morning. Okay. No, 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 and no. Nine after like I was okay. Like once nine PM hit, I was good through the night. Yeah. Right. But then the morning time hit and about ten thirty would come around, eleven o'clock, I'd finish that first workout. So you have to drink a lot of water. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm really hungry. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. Yeah. yeah, and it does. I think as you're on that protocol for a while, your sleep will normalize. Right. I think it's like anything else. It's like a shock to the system, right? Yeah. So it jacks you up for a little while, 
but there are benefits. And I think there's benefits if you kind of stick with it for a while, use it for maybe a performance phase. Yeah. And then maybe like ease up on yourself. Like don't like, don't torture yourself forever and get so neurotic about it that it consumes all of your thoughts. Exactly. You know, you can cycle off of it. Um, but it, it is effective. That was the thing too, was, uh, I got to a point too, where sometimes I'd like, you know, I'd, I'm like, I need more calories and I would just eat whatever. Yeah. And so I started to eat a little crappier. Yeah. So again, then I'm starting to stress out about it. Like, oh, I'm eating crappy and <laughs> I'm not getting enough calories <laughs> and my sleep. So yeah. that was one of the reasons why I started to like, I was like, okay, I'm only going to do it, uh, three or four days a week. Yep. And then slowly like phased completely out of it. Yeah. I haven't done it again in a while. Yeah. And I'm sure at some point I'll try to do it again and maybe for a little bit. But as of right now, yeah, I'm just, I'm just enjoying myself. Like golfing, <laughs> boxing. Yeah. You are yeah. doing a lot of that. I'm, I'm living a retired life almost. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, some other things, man. Like I know I heard you mention, uh, darkening the room and eye shades. Yep. So like I, yeah, I, I may have mentioned this the last time we spoke, but I definitely like I wear eye shades when I sleep. And, oh, like, yeah, I, would, and yeah. I would have laughed at people, right? I'm like, you know, you don't wear that. You wear an eye mask when you sleep. Come right. on, come on, dude. How old are you? How old are you? Sixty five. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. <laughs> but I definitely like. Okay, I ca- I would catch myself like on Amazon looking up different eye masks like to find the the high performance eye shade that's gonna block out all the light. Right. But uh, no, you know what? I found one. Uh, uh, just something simple. And I consistently use that. And now it's like, it's my go-to. Like it, it goes in my backpack, regardless if I'm going away for a day or two weeks, um, that thing comes with me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's important, you know, if you can't darken your room, especially when you're traveling a bunch for work, like it, it's sometimes it's tough to, to find the room, uh, find a room where you can make it totally dark. So those eye shades are, are definitely incredible. Yeah. Um, help cut out that ambient light and, and give you more restful sleep. It's when you, when you sleep in a really, really dark room and then you have to sleep in a room that's not really dark, you notice it and it's drastic. Oh, immediately. It's crazy. Yeah. Right. You go to a hotel and they don't have blackout shades. You're like, this isn't okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I need my blackout shades yeah. and I need my chili pad and you know, well, dude, especially if there's like, soft. when there's like lights outside and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. It throws you off, man. Yeah. So yeah, I've definitely become more sensitive to, to light and sound. Right. Um, yeah. And like, like not just, uh, the light, right. But sound, I, yeah. you know, noise canceling headphones, not that I wear them when I'm sleeping, <laughs> but, uh, those things are awesome. Like I never bought a pair until this year and it's yeah. like life changing. Like I use those things a lot. Um, I use them for meditation a lot, but yeah. I think even having, uh, just some like comfortable ear pro, yeah. like if you're, uh, That's why I, I just wear, uh, literally like, uh, little, little you know, foamies, little foamies yeah. in my ear and that's, I wear them every night. Yeah. It's cheap. Right? I still wake up. Like if my dog barks, I wake up. It's not mm-hmm. like, but you don't get woken up by like little noises, yep. you know? And so that's what I've noticed. And I, I started doing that on deployments and stuff like that. Like, depl- like anytime you're in open bay sleeping, like in military, right? like you're going to sleep terrible. Yeah. And yeah. so if you didn't have foamies in, you weren't sleeping. Right. You know, because you had at least three guys snoring <laughs> yeah. that always fell asleep first, you know, and, um, same, it was just, there was always little, you know, people getting up, going to the bathroom or whatever, or people's alarms going off in the middle of the night. And you're like, what the fuck is yeah. wrong with you? Why is your alarm going off at 5am? Well, we got to get up at six. They're on a different program. <laughs> right. They had something important going on. Yeah. But yeah, no, that, that's really important. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other stuff that I've found 
really critical in improving my sleep. Um, well, one thing that, you know, we're going to do after we finish this is jumping, jumping in the old oven the in sauna. your backyard, the sauna, the sauna, <laughs> we're going to take a sauna bath. So I, I do, I will say I, I do not have one. Mm. I'm definitely been, uh, working my wife over to convince her <laughs> to allow me to install one. Uh, you notice I said, allow me to <laughs> install one in my backyard. Please. Uh, because I've been coming over here and doing saunas with you. And the nights that I do come over and sit in that sauna, like I do sleep better. Yeah. Like I, 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 I feel better and, uh, and it makes me tired. Yeah. I don't know. Um, right. I don't, I, I don't know the effects. I don't know if it is. I know that it obviously is going to relax you. Yeah. Right? You know, you're getting in, we're doing a, we're not going into a like a hundred. We're not going into an infrared sauna. First of all, hey, this isn't this a rec is, this isn't recreational. This, this is sauna real time. deal. <laughs> Two hundred degrees, twenty minutes minimum. Doing burpees the entire time. Doing, doing up downs. <laughs> doing eight count man makers in there. Uh, Just till somebody quits. And 50, no big deal. Fifty calorie assault bar, uh, echo bike sprints. <laughs> Laird Hamilton style. Have you ever seen that guy? Oh, it's insane. Oh my dude. gosh, this shit he puts out. You're just like, you know, <laughs> got like oven mitts on his hands while he's doing the bike in there. I'm like, this guy's nuts. Yeah. Um, no, but we, yeah, sauna, man, I agree. I think that there is some huge benefits to recovery with the sauna. Yeah. Um, and and we, neither of us are medical doctors. I'm not. So we don't, doctor. we don't have, uh, none of this stuff medical perspective, but yeah, right. none of <laughs> it, I can tell you how it makes me feel. Exactly. Right. It feels good. It's very subjective. Right. It's very subjective. <laughs> no, no actual, like, you know, anything, unless, unless I've read it somewhere and, right. and I'm quoting someone. And so you still can't take it because I don't even, my memory's terrible anyways. Right. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I started reading up on saunas as well. Obviously, uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick is big on saunas and yeah. she is, she was talking about how it can raise your growth hormone levels. And so obviously I was like, Hey, this sounds like a good it, idea. And more's better, right? So more if 20 minutes produces X <laughs> amount of gain in growth hormone, 40 Double minutes must it. be better. Exactly. Cause two is one and one is not and 80, everyone. And 80 that. minutes might even be better than that. So at 220. At 220. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I remember the first time I got out of that thing, I was like, I cook meat like 15 degrees higher. Oh, I think we, I smoked a tri-tip <laughs> yeah, at 220 right. for like exactly. 90 minutes and then right. seared it on both sides. So yeah, you can't cook yourself. I'm like, this is insane. <laughs> so yeah, be careful with saunas. Like you definitely have to, you know, know your limits, know what kind of person you are and bring water in there. I yeah. The first time I invited Nick over, Nick didn't even like have a sip of water. And I was like, this water, dude, water makes you weak. Water does make you I'm weak. totally kidding. Because <laughs> yeah. that actually jogged my memory. Water, man. I know. Hydration is I like one of the best things you can do yep. to improve your sleep and your over, overall like performance, you know, physically, mentally. Uh, I never hydrated. And I, I may have spoke at length about that because hydration is something that I'm like, absolutely committed to um in a daily routine yeah and i never <clears throat> used to hydrate because i always thought hey if i drink more water i'm gonna weigh more and as a climber i'm gonna have a lower strength to weight body or strength to weight ratio and none of that was true i actually retain more water when your body my needs little it. my little fingers aren't <laughs> gonna be able to hold me because i drink too much water no nick opposite yeah so I started drinking water because I finally learned from a, uh, a knowledgeable source that if you drink 
adequate amounts of water, your body actually sheds the excess water better rather than retaining it. So you weigh less. You actually lose you weight. You were so dumb yep. before. I mean, I was trying to fit into my, my <laughs> spring collection, Josh. I just wanted to look good. I wanted to look good at the beach. I was uh, I was the same way, man. Like I always exactly like neglected drinking water. And then now, like, I notice it immediately. The moment I'm dehydrated, mm-hmm. I get up. I don't know how many times a day I get up and I'm like all dizzy from not, you know, drinking right. enough water. <laughs> right, I'm like, dude. how old am I? Yeah, <laughs> like, what yeah. is happening right now? Yeah, yeah um, I force it, man. That's part of my morning r- routine. It's, you know, a pint supplements that I'm taking, uh, meditate, come back, drink another pint or two. Right. Um, and then, you know, something that's important is to make sure you're putting adequate amounts of electrolytes, yep. you know, in your system, whether they be through the food, kind of calories that you're taking in or uh, supplementing, you know, putting that in your water. So, uh, but I, but I make sure I try to get like 96 ounces of water a day yeah. or more, uh, and depending on like physical exertion, right. If you're, if you're putting out in the heat and you're just dumping water or you're taking 80 minute saunas at two twenty, you, you might need to drink a little bit more. I need to drink just a tad more water. <laughs> just a tad. Man, the amount that, and that two, that 200 degree sauna for 20 minutes, I, I sweat like, it's it's pretty gnarly, yeah. I go through at least whatever this is. I'm gonna guess this is like 36 to 42 ounces. Yeah, <clears throat> I go through at least one of those, and then right when I get out, I drink a whole another one. Yeah, like immediately. Yeah, and it's if good. I, and if I don't, I yeah. like wake up and ping brown. Yeah, well, it's good, man. It like flushes <clears throat> your body too, the detoxifying effects. Right. Um. You know, I I also like if you don't have a sauna, like Epsom salt baths. Oh yeah. Like I know Rhonda Patrick talked about that mm-hmm. as well, and I was like stoked because. I, for some reason, man, like I enjoy, like not that I, I don't enjoy hot weather and I don't enjoy being hot, but I like being in a sauna and I like being in uh, like an Epsom salt bath, like dumping like 15 pounds of Epsom salt, like max saturation right? and like as hot as I can get the water. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, detoxifying effect, uh, relaxing, actually a good way to kind of like practice breath work. Yeah. Like I, I typically, that's what I'll do. Instead of just like sitting in there, like twiddling my thumbs or like, mm you're doing something else that's not productive. Like I actually will focus on breath work when I'm doing like sauna or Epsom salt bath. Right. Cause it gives me, you know, gives me a way to kind of like get my mind uh, focused on something that's not totally uncomfortable. Yeah. When you're in that kind of hot environment. I agree. Yeah. I think, yeah. Helping like the breathing technique, which is a form of meditation. Yep. Right. I do a lot of Epsom salt baths as well. I, I, I enjoy a good hot bath with Epsom salt in there. Definitely. I definitely think that, my muscles recover a little bit faster too mm-hmm. when I after I do an Epsom salt bath, and I know I remember hearing one time that if you do an Epsom salt bath, they actually get the effect or yeah get the benefits from the magnesium uh, of these salts. You need to be in for like submerged for at least twenty minutes. Yep, yeah, that's exactly the number that I heard. So, um, so which yeah, is whenever, good. Yeah, whenever I do a bath, exactly, I'm doing twenty minute baths, and so. But that leads into float tank. Yes. So I, I have one coming. I'm so excited. Um, very, very excited for this. I got one of the, uh, in-home float tanks coming and then, uh, and so I've only done it a couple times. And the first time I went into a dual float tank, I had zero expectations. I thought it was a complete bullshit. I was like, <laughs> this is going to be some hokey co, you know, some cuckoo kachoo, like hippie, whatever nonsense that I'm not going to get anything out of. And I'm going to lay in this water that's 98.6 degrees and 
you are complete sensory deprivated and I'm going to be bored out of my mind and mm. my mind's going to race the whole time. It blew me away. Yeah. I got out of that float tank and I did it. I did a little too long. I think we, did we talk about this? No. Maybe, I, I don't know. Um, I did one for an hour and a half, 90 uh-huh. minutes off the bat and it was super aggressive. Right. Right. And at about an hour I was done. I was like, I need, I should get out. Uh-huh. And so the last 30 minutes really wasn't that great. But when I got out, I have never felt that calm and relaxed. Yeah. And I could I couldn't even remember. I was like, it was insane. It yeah, was dude. mind blowing. Yeah. How amazing I felt getting out of that thing. Yep. Like it was crazy. Well, I dude, I had a similar experience. I I think I was introduced to the concept of float tanks maybe three years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, it was actually in a time in my life where I was like, I was dealing with a lot of stress. Uh, I was dealing with some of my own personal like struggles. Anyway, trying to figure that stuff out. And uh, somebody recommended a float tank. So I'm like, what the hell? I'll go down, I'll go down and lay in this dark pod and we'll see what happens. And I had a very similar experience. I think I went in for an hour and a half or two hours. Yeah. And uh, I think I fell asleep at one point. Like, I, did, I did. And I, and, and I like, sh- you know, I kind of, yeah, you know, the yeah. shake. Yeah. And, you're, and, in, and you're, in, you're in water and <laughs> the salt comes over your eyes, dude. The water burns your eyes. <laughs> I was like, oh, you like, try oh, to rub it out and, and it doesn't like, do anything. So, yes. <laughs> doesn't work. And then you're just sucking it up. Like, yeah. You actually are meditating at that point. You're like, <laughs> right. you're trying to get rid of the sensation of pain. You're just like, <laughs> the salt is burning my eyes, but I'm not going to let the, the sensation of pain get to me and you just lay there because you don't want to get out right pain don't hurt. you don't want to be the pain guy, don't hurt you don't want to be the guy that like is knocking on the door like <laughs> opening up and coming out early it's so yeah suck. you just suck it up suck but it up. but yeah dude it's like it is a great tool um especially for people that are getting into meditation or want to try meditation it kind of forces you into that uh state of mind Right. You know, it's a little bit easier. There's no distraction, right? Because that's one of the biggest problems is that beyond your own thoughts and kind of, you know, uh, kind of patterns of of thought in your head, you have all these physical distractions around you in your day to day. You know, a lot of people complain. They're like, man, I just, I have kids in the house and, or I'm in an area that's noisy or I have a roommate and it's just tough for me. Like I go lock myself in the bathroom and like, like <laughs> sit cross-legged on the toilet and lock the door. So like nobody bothers me. Yeah. And like, and like the exact opposite happens. Like my kid, like one of my kids like busts into the room while I'm meditating and like turns the lights on and like yells at me. Like, because, yeah, what are you doing here? <laughs> so Creep. yeah. So be like trying to get like, now it's like, I, I've learned my lesson. I get up really early. And I sit and I knock on my meditation when everybody else is asleep. You know, I'm, a, I'm awake before the enemy. Exactly. Uh, the enemy because are my the enemy, kids. Because the enemy does. <laughs> <laughs> the enemy does sleep. But if you go to the float, float tank, it's it's great because it, do those things are that's They're your own gone. space. They're all gone, and it's it was it literally it there was like you you felt like you were floating in space, mm-hmm. like you don't have any because you're completely floating. And like, you know, you don't feel the water against your skin because it's the same as your body temperature. Yeah. Um, and it's dark and yeah. you just, yeah, like it was, it was so incredible. And I was, you know, so blown away at how good it made me feel. Yep. And I was like, wow, like this is amazing. Yep. But, you know, getting it, getting it at my house is going to be really nice because it's one thing that I, 
I struggle with going to like, oh, I got to take, you know, 30 minutes. I got to make an appointment to do mm-hmm. it and all that kind of stuff. So getting this home one, I'm really, I'm, I'm pretty fired up. I'm not going to lie. Pretty fired up. I mean, for me, it's awesome because Josh's yeah. house has turned into a, <laughs> right. uh, a wellness spa for me. <laughs> I'm going to start charging you a membership, I know. I need to start (laughs) start paying him a membership. He has a sauna, soon to have a float tank. He has an ice bath. He has an ice bath, a.k.a. a deep freezer filled with water. (laughs) Exactly. May or may not be an electrical hazard. (laughs) Hey, we unplug it. We unplug it before we get in. Josh Um, also dry needles uh, on the side. He's not certified in that. Not certified in that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Acupuncture. Hey, that's a great topic. Acupuncture is huge. Um, that's something that has been big for me in my career. Yep. Um, I don't know how much you've done with it. I maybe once or twice, but I've had actually with the, the latest tendonitis, yeah. I had, uh, our buddy Kelly Schlager tell me to go get acupuncture Yeah, because it's a, a tendon hands. issue. Yeah, yeah. That guy, we could talk about Kelly, Kelly after this. Schlager. He's, yeah. he's one of those things. He would be a, uh, yeah, recovery a, hack. Yeah. He'd be a good, yeah. <laughs> But go on, dude, tell us it. about acupuncture. So Josh. acupuncture has been, it's been big. I've been doing it since 2011. Um, I've had the same acupuncturist, you know, working on me for, so whatever, nine years now. Um, and, and to be honest, before I would ever, before I go to doctors, I would go to her mm-hmm. to see like if she could fix, if it was more muscular than it was, you know, anything actually long, along, or wrong with ligaments or tendons or joints or anything like that. Right. And nine times out of 10, it was, it was something muscular that, I was like, man, I, you know, I think it hurt something and tend, tended to be just some sort of muscle strain that yep. acupuncture really helped with. And so, you know, the theory behind the acupuncture is obviously you're creating micro, uh, micro, uh, puncture or, uh, like micro, micro trauma. Yeah. To the area, which is generating blood into the area. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot more, you know, that whole Eastern medicine is, I, I, I believe in it because it's, it's been around for so long and yeah. it's more of a preventative style medicine where Western medicine is obviously very much like, Hey, it's reactive. Yeah, exactly. It's reactive. And just, you know, it's more of a quick fix, right? Here's a pill. Here's something that's gonna, this makes you feel better. You right. Know? And it really is just a, more of a bandaid than actually some sort of cure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I so, agree. so yeah, the acupuncture has been huge and it's, it's helps with exactly. I felt like it definitely helped reduce stress. Um, Help me relax. Uh, and, uh, it was just, yeah, it was just another thing out there. And she would hit these muscle groups when, you know, I would hurt my back and if, you know, my glutes weren't firing or my hamstrings weren't working or my hip flexors were too tight. And, you know, she'd hit them with these, these needles and man, like next day I was feeling great. Yeah. It was crazy. It was nuts. It's, it's, I, I wholeheartedly believe in it. And I think that, uh, if you find the right acupuncturist out there, it can, it can help aid in recovery and, help you not get injured as, as often for sure. Well, that's a ticket, just like anything else, like finding the right professional, somebody right. that's at the top of their game yep. makes all the difference in the world because yeah. you, you can go get acupuncture done or, or any other type of service. And if you go to somebody that's, you know, not at the top of their game, you may have a poor experience exactly. and you're not going to get the benefit. So, you know, you shouldn't just, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, not and, all doctors, not all PTs, not all yeah. chiros are, created equal no not at all <laughs> i mean I'll, I'll tell you going back to to kelly schlager who's a a good friend of ours and i was introduced to him at like uh at like david wells charity golf tournament okay 
which by the way David Wells never heard of him what's he do <laughs> oh wait, who is that's that right. guy no Hall no of big deal. pitcher for the Yankees <laughs> he has his event at Saquon Casino on October 23rd I'll be there big charity dinner you should come you won't even invite me but I'm gonna crash no I'm, gonna, I'm bringing you you're, you're gonna come as <laughs> like, my guest I'm gonna your date yeah All right. I'll introduce you to David I, I hung out with Jim McMahon at the last one mm. the punky QB from the, oh, from the 85 Chicago Bears <laughs> The one, the only. <coughs> now we're talking. It was awesome. Yeah. He's more impressive in real life. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's such a good dude. Yeah. But uh, anyway. because right, you're from Chicago. I'm from Chicago, yeah. man. Yeah, I grew up around that. That's I mean, right. I was like, what, four yeah. at the time when they obviously won. Obviously a huge fan. I mean, obviously I was a massive <laughs> fan of the 85 Bears. You know? Season ticket holder. Sweetness, you know, <laughs> funky QB. That's right. Uh, the fridge. That's right. But uh, yeah, I met Kelly Schlager at that, uh, at a, a dinner um, because of David and, uh, he offered to give me like a consult and, and he, from like a, a, a tissue therapist standpoint, I think he's at the top of his game. Yeah. Um, he's really good. And he like, it's like myofascial release. It's like, it's pretty aggressive therapy. Super aggressive. <laughs> you can't yeah, be, it's you can't the, go in there looking to get relaxed. It's a good way to practice your meditation, <laughs> <Right>. detaching <laughs> pain from sensation yeah. and, uh, and really trying to find your center. <laughs> Because that guy, yeah. he has, you uh, You gave him the nickname Banana Fingers. Oh, man, dude. Those beats. That guy <laughs> shook my hand the first time. And I was like, look at these paws you got on you, bro. But uh, such a nice guy and nice. so intelligent. I mean, yeah. like, I tell people, I'm like, I have more confidence in what he's telling me than, like, physicians that right. I see. As far as, like, anatomy uh, like his, uh, command of like all the musculature and soft tissue and all the connection points and knowing how things interact. Right. Um, he just does a phenomenal job and he, you know, he, every time I've been injured, uh, I've gone to him and he just, he can immediately figure out kind of what's wrong and he doesn't go to the problem because he looks at like the, the injury, the point that you're having pain, uh, is a symptom of something else. Yeah. And like lately, like this whole issue with my knee recently wasn't because my knees jacked up. Uh, my knee was a consequence of my hips being way out of whack. And he was able to kind of see that through some of the tools he has. And, and most of the work in the first session he did with me was like on my hips and my quads. Right. And even on like <clears throat> the opposite leg where my knee was totally fine, uh, just trying to work through that stuff. And I don't think he even got to the actual tendon that was experiencing the the tendonitis until like the second or third session. So, I mean, I know I personally have, uh, have relied on, on, on Kelly and, and kind of myofascial release as something that has been massively impactful for recovery. Yeah. It's been like th that. And exactly like what you're saying is typically when you find someone that's good, they don't go to the source, right? Mm -hmm. They're not, they're not going, are not going to the source, but they don't go to the problem. They mm -hmm. go to the source of what's causing the problem, right? Because us as humans, we're all, the best athletes are, are the best compensators, mm -hmm. right? Because we all have these nagging little things that yeah, are we're, we're expert compensators. Right. That's a great Ag way to put it. You know, and so the um, when you have a, an exactly a knee injury, exactly, it's probably coming from somewhere else. It's yeah. not your actual knee that's hurting. It's yeah. you compensating somewhere, and now your knee is taking the blunt of it. Yeah. So you got to fix that. Or you're, that's why a lot of people hurt their low backs. They're like, oh, my low back's hurt. My low back's hurt. It's like, yeah, it's probably because your glutes aren't working or your hamstrings are too tight right. or, your, or your hip flexors are too tight. Right. And so you're, and so now your low back is taking all of the, all of the load. Right. right? And it's, and it's like you, and you hit overload on it. Yeah. Right? It's going to happen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, those, <clears throat> very true. When you talk to, uh, those types of people, 
they always exactly they they realize that shit rolls downhill in some way yep. right so if your elbow's hurting it's probably it's probably starting at your shoulder it's not yep. your actual elbow so but it's always good to have <clears throat> have one of those people like i never i never want to get massages because yeah. i was like oh well i don't need it i don't need to relax or whatever i'm tough yeah well <laughs> what kelly schlager does is not massage <laughs> is not it's well, basically torture he's well, not like, relaxing yeah that's for sure i'm pretty sure he's a sadist because yeah. like he likes <laughs> to like really make me feel a lot of pain <laughs> but i had i went into him once for my elbow and uh he started working on my forearm and bicep and tricep tendon and i was just like just turned turned my head and looked away and I was like I'm not gonna let him I'm not gonna let him show. The he show told me him. that there was a, a tear, <laughs> there was tears, a steady stream of tears just flowing down your cheek. That's because I was so happy with what he was doing <laughs> with my elbow. I was I was tears of joy. I've never had somebody work my elbow like that. <laughs> this is amazing. The amount of pressure he's putting on my forearm right now is so uh, amazing. I'm gonna cry. I do I do appreciate too when when he's really he's gonna do something that's really painful. He'll go. This is gonna get a little dirty. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, hey, we're not gonna to try to be tough here. You let me know if it's a little too much. <laughs> it's never enough, Kelly. It's never enough. He gets in there and he's like, oh yeah, it's dirty in there. Yeah. There, that, yeah, that's really dirty. Hi, Kelly, I'm starting to feel uncomfortable. Now. That heavy breathing. I hope, Kelly. I hope if you're out there, I hope you appreciate this know, this right? uh, little conversation about your your expert myofascial release services. <laughs> Because he is the man. He is good. He is good. <laughs> he uh, just opened a new shop too. He's uh, he's in Sorrento Valley now. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Nice. So I criticized him for that because he's further yeah, from my way house. Too, way too far. Yeah. I'm not driving up there. I told him he needs to start coming over to my house. Exactly. We can convince him to come over here. Right. Yeah. We'll do a little. Yeah. Right. We'll <laughs> work on Nick for 30 minutes. Work on me for 30 minutes. For sure. Easy day. I got all the other wellness stuff here. Might yeah. Be, might as well, man. Might as well. Like you're actually, I think your wellness spot will be better than the place Kelly's at. Obviously. Very soon. <laughs> that goes without saying. You need a hyperbaric chamber now. <laughs> I've, I've done hyperbaric chamber as well. Tell me. That's what, the, what, is, um, what is your opinion of hyperbaric? So when I did the hyperbaric chamber, um, and I always get them confused, hyperbaric and hypobaric, right? Hyperbaric chamber is when we go to altitude, correct? I believe so. Yes, hyperbaric, hyperbaric chamber. Hypobaric. Hypobaric. Neither of us are physicians <laughs> or scientists. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm gonna Somebody out there is like, these guys are these total idiots. idiots are talking about <laughs> something they should not be talking about. <laughs> Hyperbaric chamber, but I, I did that in 2014, right, where um, the, I, the theory behind it is, right, you want to train it at low altitude and then recover at high altitude. And then your body mm -hmm. creates, your body thinks that it needs more red blood cells. Yep. Um, and so it starts to produce more, more red blood cells while you sleep. And then when you come out, now you have all these excess red blood cells to carry more oxygen to you so you can have better endurance yep. when you're training. And so I did it in 2014. Uh, I had, a, I had a, a tent that I slept in at like 10,000 feet. Um, and I think you have to get eight to 10 hours in it straight for it to have the effect that you want it to have. Um, and I did it before my regional that year. And I remember feeling really, really good. Mm -hmm. And I think the effects... I think then you ha you want to wait a certain amount of time, right? It's not like two weeks out. Like you you don't want to do it all the way up until your competition. Right. You want to do it up until I think like a week or a week and a half out prior to. That's when you actually see maximum gains from it. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, I did it. And, you know, like it was awful sleep. 
you literally <laughs> felt you felt like you were hungover. That's a, lot. a sacrifice, right? Yeah, right. Like the sleep was not. And that's very, probably why you want to cut it out like a week prior to a yeah. major athletic event if your sleep is really bad, right? And you're not used to being at altitude. It was just like hot and stuffy in it. Yeah, it's like and everything that we just said. It was yeah. like you want to like regulate <laughs> right. body temperature. You want to get good sleep, right? Um, but I really stay did. hydrated. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did feel really good. Um, I did, and you know, I don't know if it really did anything or not, and maybe it could have been a placebo effect, uh, because I, I know that obviously a placebo effect is real. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I've definitely done that. I've done, I've done the opposite too. I've done hypobaric chambers, right, where uh, you're you're going down, you're going down in altitude or uh, down in um, to like depth. depth. I'm sorry, down to depth, and you're forcing uh, forcing 100 oxygen into your body and so now you're saturating your body with oxygen mm -hmm. and i've done that as well and so uh both have uh different effects right the when you're doing hypobaric right now you're going to sleep better you're you're going to recover more because you have more oxygen in your in your body um and you know to carry uh you're going to get different so different benefits to each, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I remember the first time I did the hypobaric chamber just for, I was just, I was like, ah, oh, you know, you see other, you see bigger like NFL people doing it or, or My Michael Phelps was doing it or something. I was like, well, why not? I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Um, and I, I know a lot of times actually, uh, like with injuries, people try to do it. Yeah. Right? And so, um, yeah, so I, I, I tried it a couple of times and I definitely slept the first night, but always after the first time I would do it, I would do it once or twice a week. And I would basically go lay, lay in this hyper, hypobaric chamber for uh, like an hour. And yep. um, I would sleep really, really good the first night. Yeah. Like almost amazing. That was my experience. I, I did it a handful of times yeah. and my sleep definitely improved. And I know that they're using it for uh, treating mild traumatic brain injury. Yeah. You know, a lot of veterans, I mm -hmm. think they're, they're taking advantage of that. Um, yeah. I actually, I think uh, uh, Debbie Lee, uh, from America's Mighty Warriors. So Mark Lee's mom. Okay. Uh, so Mark was first SEAL killed in Iraq. He mm -hmm. was killed in on the 06 deployment yep. in Ramadi. Um, his mom is an awesome uh, woman. I think she, her charity, her nonprofit, uh, supports uh, that type of therapy okay. uh, for TBI. Oh, so nice. I know I've, I've heard of a, a handful of guys that I've run into have, have you know, seen, you know, received funding to go to some of those programs. Right. They're trying a lot. I mean, they're, they're, they're using it for a lot of stuff too. They're using it for like autism. Mm -hmm. They, you know, there's obviously no science backing it as of right now, but I know that they're like trying to see if it has effects. But yeah, exactly. And then, like you were saying, TBI, yep, um, things like that. So it's really interesting, you know, what and 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 I don't right now for me when I, I tried it because I was like, hey, I don't see any like downsides to it right now. Why why not give it a shot? Yeah. I know if I I know if I was like doing it probably every day, it probably wouldn't have been good. Yep. Um, saturating your body every day with too much oxygen probably would have been it could have maybe went the opposite effect for athletic ability i don't know uh but anyways yeah yeah i mean i've i've tried it and you know the the main thing for me the thing that i've always said is like someone can tell me they don't like something or that didn't work for them but it doesn't mean that i shouldn't go give it a shot sure right there's so many tools out there for recovery so many different things that are out there and there's so much science now behind these things and um people testing them and there's all there's always new data so for me recovery i've always get when i get asked a question like what's the best for recovery i don't know what's the best for you yeah you know like go go give all these a shot yeah. whatever you can find time and you want to you want to experiment with go do it well here you know what 
the best one for you is pick one that actually has some basis. Yeah. Give it a go. If you do see an effect from it, if you can actually stick to it and form a routine, a disciplined routine about, you know, putting that into your, you know, your daily, um, your daily routine. Right. Like that's the one that's going to be the most impactful. Exactly. It's like, if you don't have access, if you can only go and do, uh, you know, uh, you know, oxygen therapy in a chamber like that once like every six months or, right. you know, once every couple months or something, you know, maybe it's not going to be as impactful for you. Yeah. Exactly. But if, but if you can, you know, you can start meditating or you can improve your sleep by yeah. doing some of these simple things like being hydrated a little bit better, darkening your room, wearing some eye shades, you know, cutting out phone use before you go to bed, um, meditating or trying to meditate. Uh, like some of that stuff is definitely within your control. And you don't need a crazy facility or some expensive uh, apparatus right. to make, you know, to, to make that part of your daily routine. So, you know, whatever you can implement on a consistent basis is probably going to yield the highest benefit you know, for you. I think that's the best. Yeah, that's the best advice, right? Whatever you can put into your daily routine as often as possible, that's going to be your your big your biggest and best recovery tool. Yeah. Right. You're right. Not everyone can go out and afford to get a float tank. Not everyone can go out and afford to get a sauna. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone can afford to go to bed. Yeah. Everyone can afford <laughs> right, to dude. go to, you know, not everyone, but most people can afford to go to, you know, you can get blackout shades for your windows and your room sure. pretty, pretty cheap. Or you just spend $10 <laughs> on Amazon and get a little silk eye mask. Exactly. And, right? and you look cute, too, yeah, when you, you look go to awesome. bed. <laughs> you look really cool. And everybody, you know, and you know most people are cheap. Yeah. Foamies for your ears are cheap. Foamies are cheap. Uh, you can always go and fill up a glass of water. You can go to the park yeah. and fill up your water. Exactly. You know, so there's always, there's some simple stuff out there that produces pretty prolific results. Yeah. If you do it daily in a disciplined routine. Discipline. Discipline equals freedom. I've heard somebody says that. I've heard a good friend of ours say that. Somebody I respect. I know a good dude immensely. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, dude, speaking of routines, man, I mean, I think it's a good way to kind of like to kind of close this thing out. Is like what what are you doing right now? Like, what is your daily routine? Uh, Yeah. So my daily routine right now, I wake up, I go out, and I get into my ice tub. I do my four minutes of breathing it. Eh, I wouldn't say four minutes anymore. I say I do about twenty deep breaths in it. Probably about two and a half mm-hmm. minutes, two to two and a half minutes. In uh, my water, it's cold. It's a form of meditation. It's, and I, you know, for me, it, it it makes me. Even if it isn't doing anything actual for me, it makes me think that I am. Yeah. Right. And if it's strengthening my immune system, great. If it's not, I think it's strengthening my immune system. So it probably which is, is half the battle. <laughs> and so that's huge for me, and I and I do that most days. I would say that's a. I would say it's, you know, six out of seven days a week I'm doing it. Um, I come in, I, you know, I have my cup of coffee, my supplements, have my breakfast, and then I'm typically out in the garage working out, you know, and I have that routine, right? It's like, that's my day. Um, I have to get a little bit of work done with uh, the coffee. Yeah. So, you know, I'll hit up some uh, phone calls, some emails, things like that, you know, try to knock that out. maybe right before the workout, but then I go in and I get my workout in. I kind of try to stay away from my phone as much as possible. Um, come out, have lunch. Um, if I have more work to do, I have more work to do. If not, right now I'm not getting in a second workout because that's just where I'm at and <laughs> going golfing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, doing a lot of golfing. It's effective cross training it for is the right games. Now, it is. <laughs> how I'm looking at it is I've spent a, a good portion of my life where going into the gym was was what I wanted to do and what you know and I got away from some of the stuff that I really enjoyed outside of the gym. All right. <clears throat> and so right now I'm really focusing on having that attitude where hey, I don't have to be in the gym literally all day. Yeah. and to feel good. Like I enjoy playing sports. I enjoy being competitive and and golf's a really easy way to do that mm-hmm. for me. Uh, I love going out my, mountain biking. Been getting a little bit more mount, mountain biking in lately. Um, you know, so yeah, any way that I can right now, like be physically active, but not inside the gym, I'm really trying to get some, something of that done every single day as well. Uh, once I'm done with that, then it's dinner time, starting to relax, starting to like wind down. Uh, I typically at around eight thirty, nine o'clock hit the sauna, right? <clears throat> Go into my sauna, do my 20 minutes in my sauna. Um, some nights I'll hop straight into the cold tub after it. Not every night. Um, that's a really awesome experience. If you've never done that. Super awesome. If you've never done that, it is. Don't it do is, it alone. Yeah. <laughs> you might get a little dizzy. You get a little dizzy, a little, uh, but it's very euphoric. I, I think the, la- the last time I was over here, we got out and I jumped into the ice bath. Yeah. And you like you are a superhuman after coming out of a, a, a 220 degree sauna and then going into 35 degrees. So I was good. Like, yeah, you know, to my neck, yeah. I was in there I, and I could have stayed in there forever yeah. and, until I started noticing that the entire world was like moving back and forth. And I was and I was like, all right, I probably should get out. I got out and I was gripping the side of the, I the, saw the white knuckles <laughs> gripping the side of the, of the freezer. Yeah. I was like, Oh Nick, I'm like, you're spinning. I might go down. I'm like, you're spinning right now, buddy. <laughs> and I could tell you were like trying to play it off. Like, yeah, he's, he doesn't notice that. Deep I'm, breaths. He doesn't notice that I'm about to fall over, but I so did. That, that's why you know, <laughs> a two person integrity. Right. Exactly. You, don't, you don't want to do that by yourself. Where's don't, my swim buddy? Don't go into a sauna and then immediately submerge your, immerse yourself in, uh, in icy water. Yeah, because you may pass out. You could. You could definitely pass out. So yes, exactly. (laughs) Have a swim buddy with you at all times on this. Um, But yeah, so that's and that's typically my day. And then I'm I'm literally I am watching a little bit of sports uh, at the evening, Um, uh, and then showering off to bed. Like I'm in bed by nine nine thirty. Cute eye shades on, and then yeah, in bed. Cute blackout (laughs) shades sliding over me. Turning that chili pad on gets a nice little, it has a hum to it. It's like, hmm. See, white noise too. White noise, exactly. <clears throat> you know, shut I'm totally going to get one. <laughs> Dude, you will. It's, and it's worth it. Yeah. Um, and again, no affiliation with chili pads. So, uh, yeah. So that's, that's, that's right now. That's my typical daily routine. Uh, what about you, buddy? So I, uh, you hear it. yeah. So I, so I, I've said that I'm, I'm way into meditation. So I get up, uh, earlier. So I get up before the enemy. Which the enemy are my which children? Means, which means you never sleep. Yeah, yeah. So I never sleep ever. Uh, so yeah, so I get up early. I mean, in, early for me uh, is you know I get up at like five, maybe five thirty or six. You know, six usually will give me if I'm going to sit in meditation for an hour. Uh, you know, that gets me. I'm done with my my sitting by seven or just after seven. And uh, you know, my kids are just starting to stir, or they started to stir around six forty five. And they'll, they'll go into my wife's room and attack her first. <laughs> and I, I've started locking my door now, but they like, will shake it violently to try to get in. 
Tactics um, on them are good. Yeah, but good I'm tactics. smarter than them. Right. They're, but they are very smart. They yes. adapt. They yeah. learn. They adapt and overcome. But yeah. No, so I, I get up uh, at that time. Uh, I immediately do get out of bed and I will, I'll drink uh, my first pint of water. Uh, and we actually get, and I, I learned this on that Zac Efron show. He has a reality show about like wellness and health that's on like Netflix or something. Uh, and so he travels the world and like does all this stuff to like kind of look for like optimal ways to be like healthier. Yeah. And there was an episode talking about total dissolved solids in your water. So there's a difference between purified water, which I guess is not good for you because you don't get any of the minerals that you get from like actual water with like a TDS. Okay. And like if you, like we get a water delivery from like services, they yeah, bring yeah, big yeah. glass jugs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You got them here. Same here. And, uh, so there's like there's actually minerals dissolved in that water. So we have that in our house. We made an investment in in that good water. Yeah. Uh, so you actually are starting to get some like natural minerals um, uh, from that. So I'll do my first pint. Uh, I take I take my supplements. You know I take uh, the stuff that I'm being committed to. So I take my lion's mane. Your BCAAs. They're they're the, they're coming for you the, next week. The fake BCAA that don't do anything. <laughs> We do. We have a new BCAA product coming out next week. I know a lot of people people harp (laughs) on BCAA. So next company is dropping a BCAA line. Protect primer. Yeah. Getting you prime for the day. Prime for the day. (laughs) Get some. But yeah, no, I take my, I take my lion's mane, my gram, gram and a half, a lion's mane. Uh, I take my vitamin D, Mm. my B12, uh, my, my K2 tincture and then i take a ton of niacin because <laughs> you can't get enough of the niacin flush it just makes you it's that it gives you a nice warm hug about 20 or 30 minutes later um so yeah i i do that so i take the supplements and then uh and i go and i sit i meditate for an hour and uh, i'll usually get that that niacin hug about 20 30 minutes in uh helps to kind of you know recalibrate my internal timer um so I know I'm about halfway through and then I get up and I knock out another pint of water, uh, or two. And, you know, I typically, uh, will start ha- hammering out work. You know, um, you know, I focus on climbing. That's, that's what I'm all about right now. So a lot of my, you know, my training is focused at becoming more proficient at the sport and, you know, the activity that I, I prefer to do. So yeah. to your point, Josh, I think, you know, finding something that you're stoked on, uh, as an activity, um, and focusing your training at getting better at that activity has really worked well for me. So like I, you know, I realized, I, I mean, I used to do all kinds of other training and, you know, I used to, you know, do like conventional lifting and all of that. And I finally realized that there was a lot of stuff I was doing that isn't necessarily benefiting me as a climber. Right. So I, I really started to tailor my, my non climbing training, uh, to things that were going to be directly applicable to the sport. So, uh, in the warmer months and, and, and even in like the winter, uh, I typically will wait till later in the day to knock out all my training. Cause you we know, live, we live in San Diego, we live in San Diego. There is no winter. <laughs> there is no winter. That's why I have to wait till it's like dark out to be right, cold enough. Yeah. Like I actually enjoy cold weather. So yeah. like, I would love it to be 50 degrees <clears throat> like year round. Right. But, uh, yeah. So like I'll, I'll do that morning routine. I'll pr- really knock out a bunch of work during the day. Um, and then try to hammer out another couple pints of water during the day, mm. uh, with the goal of being 96 total ounces or more. And then, uh, train, uh, now because the weather's a little warmer, I kind of wait till about five thirty or 6 PM, 
Um, I brew up some of that good dudes coffee. Good dudes coffee. I think I've been drinking the Roosevelt lately. Uh, Roosevelt's a good one. So Ethiopian yeah. Yorkshire chef. It's a solid choice. Delicious. So Delicious. I got my fancy bean grinder. It tastes like it smells. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I, I, I make my pour over around 530, 6 o'clock. It's a late that's a late coffee it is dude so and, and you know typically people are like you're, you're you harp on sleep yeah if i go if i drink coffee later mm-hmm. than like that 6 30 or 7 yeah like i will notice a, a negative impact on my sleep mm-hmm. if i'm if i stick to kind of 5 30 6 o'clock as the cutoff yeah. um i'm good but every person's different yeah you know if somebody's sensitive to caffeine i do not endorse drinking coffee that late in the no. day but <clears throat> for me caffeine is Caffeine's an awesome performance enhancer. Oh, for sure. You know, helps with focus, uh, especially for a sport like bouldering. I'm like, I'm really focused on like muscle coordination, like movement. And, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's not a lot of coffee. It's, you know, I have a, I have a small little raggedy, uh, Andy, uh, cup that I, it's like eight ounces. It's a little mini cup. So I typically will do that, uh, with heavy cream and go out and I knock out my training. Um, and my training right now is a lot of, uh, you know, either like a lot of, uh, double, uh, two handed, uh, weighted fingerboard work. No big deal. Yeah. Changing the edge size up a little bit. I actually did, uh, I've been doing some minimal edge stuff and it's been so hot. And like, I literally, I like blistered like all my fingertips, like on the six mil edges. <laughs> Beastmaker makes like these little mini micros to hold on to. And like, it's good to kind of get you used to like really small edges going into the climbing season. But, uh, it definitely like, it like ruined my skin. I'm not, I'm not 125 pounds. Like, you know, some of these like high level climbers. So climbers are, oh man, those, I watch climbers and I, you know, I've done obviously my little bit of climbing that I've done with you and man, like the amount of, you know, like what you guys can do with just like holding with one hand and like what you hang on and stuff. It's just so impressive. It's crazy. You're yeah. like, you're like, you're looking at that. You're like, that's not anything. That's just the wall, right? <laughs> well, you get obsessive about like body weight, strength to body weight ratio right. because like, yeah, dude, I mean, it's like. Dude, remember when we were at Nyland? So we're out in Nyland. Nyland is one of our places we do some of our training in the SEAL teams. And Nick is such a freak rock climber. We literally, the wall outside the building we started rock climbing the building <laughs> and it was like this like brick uh like little like i mean little uh, i wouldn't even say half yeah it was like it was like rough rough stone on the outside yeah. right so like it was like all chipped up and stuff so yeah, yeah and it was actually pretty good man yeah you, you nick over here finding routes on the wall and i'm out here just like following nick's lead i'm like yeah this is awesome well, when Look you're stuck it. out in nylon for like three or four <laughs> right. weeks you don't have really any choice <laughs> Right, there's probably still white marks on that wall. There, I think they're the only person ever to do it. Probably no one else has touched no that one's wall. Ever, that's a first set <laughs> right there, right? I know, man. <laughs> yeah, so like I knock, uh, I knock out all my climbing. Uh, I have a home wall, so I have like a 50 degree wall that I boulder on. Uh, so I knock that out, and then as soon as I'm done climbing, um, if I wasn't intermittent fasting, it, this has been throwing me off too. Is like if I'm climbing late, I get past like that eight o'clock mark. Oh. I'm like, I really want it. If I eat now, I'm not gonna be able to eat till like one o'clock tomorrow. That was the thing. Yes. Exactly. If you push that time late at night, all this does is push my day back tomorrow. You're paying the man the next day, dude. So I, that's the only thing. So like, 
So my the new BCAAs that we're launching next week, plant-based, I'll be able to put some BCAAs in my system and I'm good to go, bro. There you go. My body's going to be primed Slam for recovery. <laughs> I don't need all that extra protein and all those calories afterwards. And I guess what? I get to eat earlier the That's next right. day. That's right, exactly. <laughs> and I get to start by eating at one instead of three. And I'm good. But uh, yeah, no, I finish all that stuff up. And then uh, uh, because I'm poor and I don't have a sauna in my house... <laughs> Like Josh, I'm not an elite CrossFit athlete. Um, I uh, I don't have a sauna, so I uh, opt for Epsom salt baths typically at night. Um, I typically will try to jump in there before my kids steal all the hot water. So I take all the hot water, and then my kids have to take a cold bath. It's actually it's actually the opposite. They typically take all the hot water, and then I have to wait for the water to heat up again. But uh, but I do do Epsom salt baths at night, uh, and I'll do some breath work, and then uh, you know right you know I don't. I don't look at my phone. I actually have it dim, uh, you know, at a, I think at like seven o'clock or eight o'clock. And uh, I try to keep the phone. I'm, you know, I'm trying to be better at keeping the phone out of the room. Yeah. Um, but I definitely like I'll plug it into like the wall on the other side of the room and then turn the screen over. And uh, and then I sleep with with the silk eye shades on because uh, my room does not totally darken. And uh, what else do I got? My I just got a new mattress. Uh, I bought it. I don't even know what kind it is, but it's a lot nicer than the the shitty mattress I was sleeping on that was <laughs> like it's 20 not, years old. Uh, hard bricks with broken glass on top, I'm going to be very disappointed. Yeah, it is. It, the old one was. Rusty nails. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I invested in a new mattress, mm-hmm. so that's good. Uh, I invested in some new pillows. Nice. And I, I do have a... I do have like a memory foam pillow, okay. which I always thought those things looked so uncomfortable. Like yeah. the ones that are like blocks and they have like the curve on them. Right. I'm like, that <clears throat> looks terrible. Like I don't know who wants to sleep on that. Well, I know I'm like addicted to it. <laughs> like I put that thing on top of like my down pillows that I just spent like a hundred bucks on. Right. Um, so yeah, I do that, man. And then, uh, d- darkened ship and, uh, just off to dream in, in my in my own bed because <clears throat> I got kicked out of my room. My my daughter's like sleeping in the same room as my wife. <laughs> so you they, they won't they won't let me sleep in there because I sleep too hot and I sweat I sweat through the sheets. I, I mean, I've heard actually a lot of I've heard I've heard of other couples you know people who do that where they don't they sleep in their own beds. Too, yeah, and you get better sleep for it. I don't know. I yeah, mean, I still love my wife. But <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just go sleep she bed. just she just doesn't it's let like me sleep. I love Lucy, right? Yeah, the little yeah, twin yeah, beds yeah. next to each yeah. other. Yeah, I live happier. She just doesn't like the way I sweat through the sheets. I can see it. Hey, I take up way too much you, room. Yeah, you ruin her sleep. Yeah. You can't ruin her sleep. <laughs> Jerk. Well, that's yeah, awesome, yeah. man. I think that's um, yeah, a good place to... What was that, everything? Sorry, that cut you off. Oh, you. come on. You always do that. No, no. I have nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing else. Well, your conversation's been boring. No, the sauna The sauna is is calling. The, call, the sauna is calling. And then I'm going to put myself unconscious jumping in the ice bath for like yeah. 10 minutes afterwards. I'm gonna have to, I, I just changed the water, so I don't know if I'm going to let you. Oh, yeah. I'll be all sweaty. <laughs> he's gonna, Josh yeah. is going to sp- mark up. He's going to spray me down with the hose afterwards. Murk up my clean water. <laughs> awesome. Well, I hope you guys... Um, Got something out of this uh, recovery. It's a huge thing. It's, it's been a huge part of my life. It's been a huge part of Nick's life. And we just wanted to put out some information to, you know, to help out for because it's, it's a big question that I get hit up a lot, a lot with. And so, yeah, I hope you guys got something out of it. Thank you, Nick. As always. Coming a, back. A pleasure. <laughs> talking to the man, the legend, Nick Norris. I think, aren't you? 
Nah, I'm gonna huh. bad, bad joke. Never I think I, I, <laughs> I'm gonna end that. I'm gonna there, end there, it before I say There's that. a good chance I'll be back here. Oh, for I, sure. I, You'll be back I, on many times. I mean, I'm just gonna keep coming back because the wellness uh, membership here is just too good. <laughs> exactly. So I'm, I'm gonna be back often. Your fees will be you have to be on the podcast as often <laughs> as possible. <laughs> well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, let us know. Hit that. Uh, leave us a comment. Leave us a. Um, why can't I think of the word I'm looking for? Five-star review. Five-star review. <laughs> Leave us a review. Let us know what you think, if you enjoyed it, if not. And as always, don't forget to pay the man. <laughs>